0: Welcome to business game changers i'm sarah westall so i am giving you an update on what's going on with our legal case we filed our final brief and we're waiting for the oral arguments and what i'm hearing now it's going to take two to three months before so it's a lot less time than we originally thought we thought it was going to be five or six so it's hopefully we're going to be before the election we're going to hear this but let me tell you what's going on we have, we have really good attorneys. They really did a good job on putting forward our our brief. And the argument is, well, we have multiple arguments going on. There's three main points. And the first point is the uh, the government acting as a state actor. Google was a state actor. That's our probably our strongest point. Our second point is Section 230, where they use Section 230 for all sorts of uh, privileges and business. And this is another one. And they argue that. And it's an unfair advantage for smaller businesses and all sorts of things and how they use it against us. And then the third one, which I think is another strong argument that we have, you know, the hardest argument is Section 230, because people are having a hard time uh, winning on that unless the Supreme Court changes or Congress changes how they do that. The third argument is that they didn't follow their own contract. And that one's clear. I mean, not only they're supposed to give us a warning and they not only didn't give us a warning, they took all of our material down without a warning and they updated their, their agreement with us that they said they could upgrade it or up, you know, change it at any time, fine, but they changed it after they took us down and they didn't give us any time to get our material done, which is part of their agreement as well. So they clearly violated their own contract. That being said, the the best argument we have is Google being a state actor because there has been Supreme Court cases that have gone up there almost a couple dozen times. There was a really famous case called Bloom, B-L-U-M, where it went to the Supreme Court and they cited as a state actor. And there's there's a whole uh, body of case law in, in this corner, but that they upheld 22 times at the Supreme Court. They never even thought about, well, they might've thought about reversing it, but they never did. And our, the threshold in that case is lower than what we have. I mean, ours is a clear cut state actor. So, and you know, I'll, I'll talk about some of those details. So if the district court, the one we're in next here, doesn't side with the Supreme Court and on all the body of law and all the cases before it, then they're going against the Supreme Court and the Constitution. That being said, we know that courts do that because of political reasons, but Donald Trump put in their constitutionalist uh, judges, uh, people calling conservatives, I just say people who follow the Constitution and do what's right. That is what I'm hoping we get. So there's a chance that that court could do what's right But it's such a strong case because of these elements. And what our attorney is telling us is that if we lose this case, that they're going to put back the freedom of speech laws. I mean, they're going to way put back the freedom of speech laws. This is a big deal. It might be one of the most important cases in the United States ever, historically, as we move forward here. And we're farther along than everyone and one thing that's interesting about this case is the last time when we were at the local court in San Francisco which is a complete joke the judge was like in the pocket of Google completely and that's another thing they analyzes the way that the judge didn't do their job and i'm going to i'm going to post these briefs so you can read them yourself they're they're really good it was for me it was therapeutic to read them what our lawyer is saying, Chris Armenta, is saying is that it's going to put back freedom of speech way back. Because there's two criteria that she outlined, and this is pretty much what the body of law says, is that there is coercion and there's motivation. And if if the government does either of those two, then it's a, and you can prove it, there's a clear-cut state actor situation. And the last time Google did this with us, they had a couple dozen organizations filed amicus briefs against us. That means additional where they file a brief in support of Google. This time they only had one. They had the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is supposed to be about freedom. And that's just like the ACLU was about freedom and now they're not, they've been compromised. Well, this organization has been clearly compromised just based on what they filed. But what they're trying to make the argument is that Google, that we're suing the wrong person. We should be the wrong entity. We should be suing the government and not Google. And that's where they're getting the case law wrong. And why it would set back freedom of speech so far is that basically the government can do whatever they want unless they're putting literally a gun to the head of an organization, then the state actor doesn't apply. And that would really put our our freedoms back because in a lot of instances, your only your best remedy is suing the organization that actually did it to you not the federal government And in this case, it's like let's compare it to this It's like because uh, people are saying you know, why aren't you suing the government? They're the ones that did it It's like this if you go and you you murder someone and Someone says is motivating you to murder someone and then you go out and murder that person Is it the person who motivated you to murder the person who's at fault or you? This is why the state actor thing is so strong. And in the case of Google, Google is a monopoly. They have ninety-two percent. The last stats that I looked at, which was from this year in March, they have ninety-two percent of the search engine market, and and YouTube is part of the search engine market. So they have ninety-two percent of the worldwide search engine market. They're clearly a monopoly. They clearly have a lot of power, and to say that. Google is an innocent victim on in this is absolutely ridiculous. They could have protected their customers, their their partners and they could have said no. We're going to stand up for the what's right here and we're not going to let you coerce us. The other thing that's very interesting about this case is what really happened behind the scenes. It's because they have we have all these different areas of evidence and you got to read the brief. It's so great where they talk about The motivation, she talks about both coercion and motivation, and both of these hurdles are clearly met because we had Congress talking about, you know, they've convened and talked about how they wanted to ban speech that was QAnon, conspiracy theories, and disinformation, and they wanted to uh, prop up authoritative voices. Everybody remembers that. And that's what they were doing. And then they specifically asked the big tech companies to do it and partner with them to do it. But they also said that they want to, um, I mean, they're very forceful in their language. So if you look at the specific details of it, not only did they motivate them, but they wanted to condemn, which is a very strong word, the organizations that don't do it. And plus, Nancy Pelosi talked about this, where that Section 230 is a gift, and if the, you don't censor and you don't, you don't restrict the, the disinformation that's out there and work with us on that, then we can take your 230 immunity away. So that is coercion. That's a strong, like Chris Armanta said, she says it's like a gun to the head. That's where you're forcing somebody to violate the law. That's like saying you better kill this person where you have a gun to the head. But the motivation is very clear. They had um, a congressional, they passed it in Congress, but Congress passed legislation that didn't end up going through the Senate. So it didn't end up getting into law, but they passed legislation to censor us. And they're trying to claim that it's not censorship because they didn't specifically state who of us it was. And our argument is like it's a going into a bar and saying, I want you to ban all Catholics. And you can't come back and say, well, you didn't specify who all the Catholics were, so we didn't discriminate. And, and that's where, that's why she was, you know, our argument is when you discriminate against whole groups, that's even worse. My argument and all this, and I've been talking to the attorney a lot, is I'm not, I was never a QAnon follower and that I was more about the medical information. I had a lot of doctors before my site got taken down, my channel, I had all these medical doctors on. I had 10 different doctor videos taken down off first, a couple months before my channel was taken down. So they clearly didn't want that kind of medical information out there, and I was I was trying to say this isn't for me. I'm not just about QAnon or at all about QAnon. But what I people come back at me for is that yeah, but you you represent the conspiracy theories that QAnon represented, and so that is broader. So they weren't just going after QAnon; they were going after. Anybody that represents this these type of ideas, they wanna take down. And that's much broader as well, and very dangerous. We can be completely wrong on everything, and they would be violating our freedom of speech. Because, I mean, that's the whole point, is that you can be wrong, but you still be able should be able to speak. And that's what our Constitution is about. I happen to think I was right on a lot of this stuff. And the, the very scary part is and this is why it's it's so scary is that them taking down this medical information that they took down that cost hundreds of thousands of lives, if not millions worldwide. And so they are not only guilty of freedom of speech, you know, being a state actor and freedom of speech. I think they're accomplices to murder. And maybe they can do larger cases against them later. But we got to get the freedom of speech stuff intact first because maybe you do it concurrently. I don't know, but you really got to nail them on this stuff because we have to be able to reach the public so that we can stop all this bleeding and all all the damage that they're doing and so one of our points is that they talked about misinformation or disinformation about vaccine safety and so they're saying anything that talks about uh, vaccine safety congress was saying this that we don't have a right to talk about vaccine safety so with all of this information going on about how how unsafe the covid vaccine is and how many people have died They were saying that that is, they were trying to get them to censor that, and they ended up censoring it. That is clear violation of being a state actor, and it's so damaging. They murdered so many people because of it. It was partnering in one of the biggest crimes. I mean, this is just incredible. It's why it's such an important case that we're going after this. Also, the big thing is on the state actor is 13 days after they have passed this legislation in congress that's when they decided to take down our channels so it's clearly a they did this and then google followed up by taking us down it was clearly a reaction to that so if that's not coercion or motivation i don't know what else is plus the before that or at around the same time actually it was after the legislation passed they brought all the tech ceos to talk about censorship and to talk about curbing all the disinformation and they talked in front of congress and you know they did the whole senate panels and all this and they just lectured them and people saw that that too is coercion and so this is what our, our our case is so strong. And this is why their ministry of truth panel is unconstitutional and why our case can help fight that as well. They just simply cannot do these things. It's not part of our constitution. So unless you're, they're gonna throw away our constitution in our country, which, you know, maybe that's what they're gonna try to do. They're gonna try to not follow what the rules of our country and just be a complete banana republic. And the only rules that are followed are the ones of the tyrants who have the most money and the most power. I mean, that's what makes us a civilized society is that you're not just following the ones with the most money, power, and the tyrants who can force you to do something, which is what they're trying to do now. You follow things by rules and by rules of law so that anyone in society can function and be treated fairly. It doesn't matter how much power and money you have, you can go, David can go up against Goliath and you can still win because it's about the rule of law, not about who has the most power and the most money. And that's another reason why this case is so important. The other thing they pointed out is that all of us put together had more subscribers and views than the New York Times, CNN, NBC, ABC, any of the big networks. And so that's another reason why they were trying to go after us so hard. And of course, it affected the election, but that's not even the biggest problem, I think the biggest problem, although that is a big problem that they, that we have a coup going on. But the biggest problem is there's the crimes against humanity that they got. They took over our country. They won't let anybody talk about the election. They won't let anybody talk about danger of vaccines. They won't let anybody talk about anything that's uh, fair with January 6th. I mean, it's just on and on and on. They're trying to, to crush us. And so that's why this is so important. Of course, our second amendment is equally as important because if they take that, we're really hosed. But the first amendment, the second amendment is to make sure we can keep our first amendment, but our first amendment is so important. That's why it's the first amendment. So this thing's going forward. I'm so happy that it's going forward i think it can be one of the most important cases in u.s history and we need to keep fighting for it we have such a wonderful case we do not have it completely funded yet we have about eight thousand more left and then once we get to the next level uh i think the funding we we should have an easier time but regardless i'm going to get completely out of the box as far as funding and we're gonna you know because we're going it's gonna cost like a million dollars and and I'm sure there are organizations. There's a lot of organizations, and people are starting to line up in the legal circles that this is an important case. But once this gets past that point, uh, we're gonna. It, it hopefully we'll get more publicity, and we're gonna get out of the box and look for a different way to get this funded. Because I'm not, I'm not going to let this fail, and even if it means I'm not doing as many shows because I'm going around knocking on doors of big donors and doing all these things. That's what I'm gonna have to do because we. This is. It's just too important for our kids' future. So I am going to focus on this, and we're going to get this all the way there. And then we'll see. We'll see. Does our country have what it takes to hold up what's right? This is clearly an unconstitutional situation. It clearly holds up in, in case law. And so it's whether they the judges are going to do what they should be doing. It, it, we'll see if the district court judges have the courage to do what's right. And if not, we'll see if the Supreme Court judges have the courage to do what's right. And I know that they're under enormous amount of strain. I mean, look what's going on this week with the judges being threatened, their lives are being threatened. I mean, they're comparing it to January 6th and you know, where no one died except one of the protesters. They're claiming five officers died, but, or five people died and it's all bunk. It wasn't, it, they didn't die because of the protest. And now, but yet our Supreme Court justices are being threatened and their lives are in danger. And that's not a big deal. I mean, come on. It's our whole way we function as a country. So this is a big deal. I wanted to give you an update. I'm gonna put these briefs up on the Give, Send, Go site. So hopefully you'll go there and be able to read the briefs. I'm also, hopefully I'll get an article done. I've been saying I'm gonna get an article done, so I'll be getting an article done. I can summarize some of this that I put here. And, well, I also have this show, so maybe I don't need to do an article, we'll see. A lot of people like to read and don't like to watch videos, and then there's a lot of people like to watch videos and don't like to read or listen to audio, whatever. And so there's different strokes for different folks, so I'm trying to get this important information out to everybody. So anyways, I'll have it on Give, and Go. If you haven't donated yet, please consider donating. I know it's tight out there. I really understand that. And so I hope you um, give if you can. If you can't completely understand it, please just share this where you can so people know what's really going on with this case. And I also want to remind you to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. That's where you'll get updates on everything that's going on and uh, also support my affiliates. That's how I keep my show going and everything going. So thank you so much. And I hope you just have an amazing summer. I hope you take the time with your family and your friends and, and with your pets. My dogs, I love my dogs. And hey, I'm going to show you a picture of my new little kitties that I got. They're not mine, my my parents' kitties. I got them two coon cat kitties. So I'm going to put a picture up right now of their two little kitties. They're so awesome. And um, they're having, you could tell they're so happy because they lost their other cats. They were getting older, but they lost them. And one had cancer and then another one. There's, it just, it was really sad. And they were so sad and they got these new kids. They're beaming, they're so happy. And the kitties really took to them right away. It's just so fun. So I'll quit putting that up. So that's why you wanna love what you have, love your kids, your family, and just take the time to appreciate what you have. Okay, until next time, thank you so much. And thank you for supporting the show. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he'll guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now.